Blog Talk Radio. Unity, community, nation, and race. 
We're so glad that you are here in this place, in this space for the first day of Kwanzaa 2014. How hunna chillin' to do this year? The queen quit head pun the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad he hunna to tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. We would get uplifting to the living legacy and a pay ancestral homage. So the evening as we start off this year, yeah, Kwanzaa, we gonna take a moment of silence for all of we ancestors them what lived these your principle for true. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Hunter children, we're so glad if I have one more time for join Hunter and thing like that. We hope so you have it. One blessed of holy day season and thing like that. We know plenty of Hunter children been out to shop and do other rest of thing. Now we hope you done get past all of that so that you can get your mind tuned in to these your principal and thing will quite uplift the community and help we for learn to leave it more about who we ought to be and to say what Hunter to know better, Hunter supposed to do better. So to make sure that everybody listening tonight, and under and overstand. I'm so glad that you've tuned in once again. I'm Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation, and so happy to be back on the air one more again for this celebration here in the Gullah Geechee Nation of Kwanzaa. Here, of course, we celebrate the Kwanzaa with three A's as well as the Kwanzaa with two A's because just like someone on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page who, interestingly enough, their image is not one of a person of African descent. So in a way, I don't even know why they felt entitled to make a comment that they felt that we should be celebrating real African traditions. I would hope that people would research things before they make commentary, but that doesn't happen in the real world, right? So let me help you out. When I first learned of Kwanzaa with the three A's, started by Ron, Dr. Malana Karanga, who is of the West Coast, many moons ago, and that they started up the celebration back in 1966, he had done his research in the motherland of the celebrations of harvest. And so a key Swahili, a Swahili word, Kwanzaa, he decided to utilize. He then added the extra A at the back, for African-Americans. That's why we have the triple A in Kwanzaa here, the double A in Kwanzaa in Africa, in the motherland, Al-Kevulan. And so, therefore, when we talk about celebrating African tradition, Kwanzaa is an African tradition. It's the harvest celebration that bears different names in different countries. In South Africa, they even still use the word Kwanzaa, I found out, by doing interviews with different people from various parts of the motherland to find out whether or not there truly had been the existence of Kwanzaa there. And so when he added the A specifically for people of African descent in America called African American, it was to distinguish the two things. Since that time, millions of people around the world have taken to this Kwanzaa with the seven principles, which are the Nguzu Saba. Throughout these seven days, we'll go over each. Today has to do with the very first principle, Umoja, which means unity. It is the night that you light the center candle on your kinara, which is the black candle, unifying the entire black family, the community. And so that is why tonight I chose to use a song that most of you who are Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook friends, you know that every year, y'all probably get tired of it, 
I used this particular song by Queen Latifah, the rapper Queen Latifah. I know y'all who just start watching her now on her television show, which I enjoy, you probably just think of her in that regard. But, yes, the rapper Queen Latifah that I met when she first was coming out with that song, and, in fact, prior to that song, I met her because I had my fashion business in New York City. And we did the types of fashion she wore. Then we turned around and met each other again on a flight. Um, so it's interestingly enough that I have her autograph in the book Stolen Legacy. And so when we start talking about why celebrate Kwanzaa, it relates a great deal to the stolen legacy that African people have endured by being kidnapped, brought from the motherland, and then placed in North America's soil. Well, interestingly enough, it doesn't matter where you come from, however you're acculturated, you're going to take that acculturation with you wherever you go. So for our ancestors, Huvi Gullah Geechee, the numerous ancestors that were from the Senegambia all the way to Angola, these were agrarian people. Many of them brought their traditions of harvest here, their celebrations of harvest here to these sea islands from Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida, and all the way through what's called the Low Country up to the St. John's River. So even now, when I celebrate Kwanzaa, I give thanks for still having the soil that our ancestors had previously been enslaved on be actually owned by their descendants, where we still farm our own food where we still harvest our own food. I was speaking to my niece just a couple of hours ago, and she was saying how she's now in Georgia with this clay, but how she has learned different techniques there to be able to still grow her food and how she can't wait to move from where she currently is to another place that has some earth for her to till up and for her to actually begin to grow her own food once again. So for me, it is about the celebration of the harvest. It is about the literal harvest of vegetation that nourishes the body. But then it is also about the harvesting of the intellectual fruits, the positive fruits, the uplifting fruits that our community have been able to grow together this year as we continue to strive to have success within the community through unity, the unity of the family, the community, the Gullah Geechee Nation, and the race of black people worldwide. So once again, when it comes down to certain conversations, I feel that some people should be polite enough and respectful enough to sit on the sidelines and not even eavesdrop because it's a conversation that may not pertain to you. So it should not be something that you should feel so engaged in commenting on because Kwanzaa is truly of African roots, okay? So now, if you go to different parts of Africa today, you will find that there are harvest celebrations. You go to the Caribbean today, there are many other festivals that people want to just go to and wind down on things like this year, that one tied to the harvest. So please, go do your research before you make comments, because it is critical that we understand where we're going. But often, there are those who are interlopers who are now trolls on the Internet that come into social media and make commentary so that people will get distracted, and they cause the disunity amongst different groups. And I thought it not robbery 
that I happened to finish a book last night along my partner. Last night we finished a book called The Wealth Choice um, by Dennis Kimbrough, and where we were focusing on various black millionaires over time. And interestingly enough, I wanted to share some passages during the course of this year's celebration because I thought that these were critical things for us to examine as we celebrate Kwanzaa. And one of the things, and I started to hold off on it, but I felt that that wasn't necessary. We needed to truly look at this today, and then we can revisit this when next month rolls around and we start to give observance to the celebration of the work that Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., God bless the dead, actually did. But because we are coming to the end of the commemoration of the 50 years since the 1964 U.S. Civil Rights Act, and there have been a number of dynamics that have been talked about this year. We've shown you some things, marker unveilings, as well as the SNCC women on Gullah Geechee TV, and you can still go to TV and look up those episodes or go to YouTube and type in Queen Quet and SNCC or Queen Quet Civil Rights, and you'll have those videos pop up. But I wanted to share this tonight because it gives a clear example of unity. And here it is that it says, In the early evening of Thursday, December the 1st, 1955, a Montgomery, Alabama City Lines bus rolled through Court Square and headed for its next stop in the front of the Empire Theater. Aboard were 24 black riders seated from the rear toward the front and 12 whites seated from the front to the back. At the next stop, six whites boarded the bus. The driver, as he was trained to do, walked to the rear and asked black riders to vacate their seats. Three complied, except Rosa Parks, a seamstress and secretary for the local chapter of the NAACP. God bless the dead. I really don't know why I didn't move, Parks later explained. There was no plot or plan. I was just tired and my feet hurt. Parks was arrested and in due course fined $10 for violating Alabama state law. Y'all say that ain't nothing. Think about it. Just in 1955, okay, that was the money. Overnight, Parks encounter flashed throughout various black neighborhoods. Support Rosa Parks. Don't ride the bus Monday. Parks was not the first African-American rider to break the law in this way, but for some reason, this incident triggered the frustrations of Montgomery's disenfranchised black community. Countless African-Americans had suffered worse indignities, but hers was the single act that the South would long remember. In Montgomery, 80,000 whites generally believed there was no problem with the 50,000 blacks who lived within the city's boundaries. Working mostly as farmhands or domestic servants for $15 to $20 a week, blacks who called Montgomery home had neither geographic nor political unity. Back to that word. However, within 48 hours of Rosa Parks' arrest, Mimeographed leaflets and handwritten signs were posted and distributed in every nook and cranny within the black community calling for a one-day bus boycott. That Monday, blacks walked, rode mules, drove horse-drawn buggies, and traveled to work in private cars. The hastily organized boycott was more than 99% effective and took a toll on Montgomery's bus line before economically crippling this vibrant southern city. 
Now, many of you, if you've been to Montgomery, Alabama, you'll say it's pretty quiet there, even yet and still. And you would say economically our people have not advanced all that much. Notice they make it very clear. It's very clearly articulated that the blacks who called Montgomery home had neither geographic nor political unity. Well, Gullah Geechee's fortunately have geographic unity in the sense that for generations we have occupied these sea islands. We have occupied the what they call the low country, from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. We have been the black majority well into the 1980s until the political disunity started to come because there were so many people who had become complacent in their existence and felt that even without action, everything would always remain the same. And when others came in and said during the Civil Rights Movement that you are now allowed to, permitted to, have the choice to go to other businesses, then we had too many of our people take that as go to other businesses. Not you're you allowed to or you permitted, you have a choice. They just took it as go to them. So now this changed the mindset in the community. So instead of continuing to support the businesses that are on their own island, in their own townships, in their own region, they wanted to support the businesses where they buckled them in a grind and things like that. They wanted to go to businesses outside people brought in as opposed to supporting those businesses that had supported them all along. The only businesses that still continue, you know, funeral parlors. We always got them, juke joints. We always got those, and then the few who did own these cars and the buses at that time frame throughout the Sea Islands, they got supported because others were not yet economically empowered and enfranchised enough to buy all these cars. And the other folks had not yet figured out the strategy to further disunify the community, which was to impoverish you through credit schemes. So you get a car, no money down, no credit needed, because a car is something that depreciates in value, and if you don't pay the bill, they can repossess it and sell it to someone else and probably likely make just as much money as you've already paid into it, and you will not get any money back. But if you want people to think you're successful, you go and ride around the car you cannot afford. You go and you buy clothing you cannot afford, and you buy it from stores outside your community. When people in your community say, come work together, and donate your time or contribute the things that you have as your gifts, items that you may have that you could provide on consignment or that you could come out and sell and give a portion of your proceeds also to a particular institution or organization, then that's antithetical to your being if you become a capitalist and you've gone away from your own culture. So interestingly enough, again, this is why I love the technology of today. I've always loved technology, but I also love the technology of today that allows me to communicate within seconds with people who are thinking people around the world. I was asked by Brother Colby today whether or not Gullah Geechee still lived multi-generationally in the same household and then pooled their money together as a family so that then they could open a family business together. And I had to let him know, he said, or have Gullah Geechee's taken to acting like Americans and having nuclear families. And I told him, unfortunately, we have both. 
You have traditionalists that still often live in family compounds. The family may not live all in one house, but they live multi-generationally on the same land. And then they will share in what? The planting and the harvest on that land. They will often share in paying the taxes for that land. And, yes, keep in mind that your taxes are due January the 15th. So we're only a few weeks away. You're less than a month away to come up with that tax money, okay, without penalties and fees on it. But the family would come together and pay the tax bill. Family would come together, farm the land. The family come together, take care of children. The family come together for nam for food and things like that. Together, the family would strengthen one another, and they would continue to operate things. If someone did own a joint joining property, yes, it's likely your cousins and your sisters and your brothers and all of them played some part in it. If someone owned a bed shop, for instance, it's likely everybody grew up at some point working in that bed shop, helping out with these things. Here on St. Helena Island, we still have this going on nonstop. This is the model that we use for all the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, although all our members are not Gullah Geechee. The majority of our members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition are not Gullah Geechee, but they are people who believe in and appreciate and respect Gullah Geechee's taking a stand for their land and being unified and wanting their family, their community, their nation, and their race to be empowered and enfranchised. And so they stand with us in Umoja. Some clear examples that I wanted to point out this Kwanzaa that I witnessed of Umoja here in the Gullah Geechee Nation over the course of this year was the gathering at Geechee Kunda and also the sugarcane harvest and arts and crafts celebration. You have Gullah Geechis who simply come there to contribute their talents and their gifts to keeping Geechee Kunda alive. The entire compound has been built by Gullah Geechis working together to put up the buildings or to move buildings from other parts in Georgia to that particular property so that they get stabilized there and they remain there. The people who educate there are doing this all out of the kindness of their heart, so to speak. They're not paid salaries. They do not get budgets and grants and sponsorships from anywhere. Critical example of Umoja in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Another example is the production, the Gullah Town Gullah Geechee People production done by the Gullah Geechee Angel Network. The members of the cast give of their time. They donate their time and their expertise to a successful production each and every year for what celebration? The Moja celebration. And Moja means one, where Umoja means unity. And we are one nation, the Gullah Geechee Nation. Another prime example, our Heritage Days Committee, that puts on the Heritage Days celebration on St. Helena Island held at the grounds of Penn School. This celebration has been going on for 32 years. All of the people who actually work and have monthly meetings are volunteers. No one gets paid a salary. The folks that actually are out there, some 100 folks that actually are working throughout that weekend, they are volunteers as well. And all native Gullah Geechee people for the most part. Very few people that are on the volunteer committee come here and think like that. And so it is a blessing to see this continue to go on. And as I told them at the volunteer celebration, please run, tell that. Tweet that. Post that. 
because you like to say black people can't work together. Yes, we can, and here are living examples that we do. The biggest example is Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week and our culminating event of the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. Each and every year, the staff for that festival, the artists that perform for that festival, the presenters that present, they are there to contribute to the event. They're not paid salaries. We don't have major funders behind that festival. It is paid for by the Gullah Geechee community. The Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank members have occasionally been able to have funds that they can take an ad out in the journal or do something along those lines or be there to present historic information or health information to our larger community. But that event is a Gullah Geechee event, truly FUBU style, for the people, by the people, okay? And so here it is that when we talk about Umoja and the Gullah Geechee Nation, truly we got unity amongst the Gullah Geechee. Had we not had unity amongst our ancestors, there would be no Gullah Geechee culture. There'd be no Gullah culture, and there'd be no descendant of Gullah culture called Geechee in terms of culture, acculturation nor linguistics. We had to have the amalgamation of numerous African traditions to create the Gullah culture. When our African traditions and language encountered that of the Europeans that had come to remain in North America, now in what is the United States, then being the colonies, then we started to form Geechee as a bridge language and a bridge tradition. Okay, a pigeon of Gullah. But Gullah would not have existed had the Igbo, Mandinka, Malinke, Yuriba, Gola, Gizi, Mendi, Temni, Fiki, Bibio, and all these other ethnic groups come together. Had they not been unified, we would not be here today. So again, these are just a few living examples I personally have witnessed. I'm telling you what I know, not what I think. That we can and we do work together as black folk, as African people, people of African descent, Gullah Geechee's and things like that. So please get your facts straight yourself, uplift yourself, and then it makes it that much easier for you to be a true viable unit of your family and for your family to be a viable unit of the broader community for you to contribute, as they used to tell us, to your race and for you to be a benefit and a value to your race. And then you can enhance your nation, the Gullah Geechee Nation. And so we thank all the Gullah Geechees and things like that who understand what unity does and who to work with one another, who to support the business and think what they are in the community and things like that, who be the one who to stand up when we to grind forward to have protests and things like that, even now, just as they did back 50 years ago. All right? It has not ended that we must continue to work together. So when you light the black candle tonight, may it shine a light down the road for you to connect up with more of your people, your family, your community, your race, and may we stand together as Moja One 
nation, the Gullah Geechee nation, one set of people in unity. And so you can always email us at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. You can find us at gullahgeechee.net. That's G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. And so that this way you can connect with us at any time and be part of the ongoing process of unity, reconnection, and the stabilization of our nation. And so that you can contribute and be someone that helps to bless the world by the positive energy that you plant in it. And so that next year this time, you'll be part of this celebration of harvest with all of we, what no we be, Gullah Geechee, anointed family in unity. And so I end again this year with another song that I always love by Rick James, of all the people, yes, God bless the dead. Unity, because brothers, sisters, there's got to be unity. There's Queen Quet, peace, bless, Habaragani. Harambe. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.